This is Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, Episode 7. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. I'm Scott, and here with me are Rebecca. Hello. And Will. Hello. At the Wizard Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, the Master of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man, Season 1, Episode 4, Diamond Ray of Disappearance. Its air date was September 5th, 1983. In this episode, Skeletor recruits more warriors and uses magical diamond to wreak havoc in Eternia. <laughs> so so what's your guys first initial thoughts of this episode so he he has a diamond in like what looks like a little jewelry box so my first that. thought was he went to jared <laughs> <laughs> before we had him ordering off amazon prime and now he's going to like the mall jewelry store to find the lost diamond ray of disappearance which is like all we know about it is that it was lost and now it's not lost so skeletor you were supposed to buy me a ring for a marriage proposal but this one makes people disappear. <laughs> yeah, that's way better. Way better. <laughs> I, will, I, I mean, the obvious thing to say about this episode is this is the one where he assembles the crew for the first time and we get, get all the warriors. Yeah, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of toys in this one. Yeah, this is what was, I was going it, for. It was a toy episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like all the toys. Yeah, and I know it's I know it's stupid, and we can talk about it, but this episode was a complete mess. But I but I really liked all the toy stuff, <laughs> and and I just I just I just love that. And we had like the I don't want to get ahead of us, but we had the roll call of all the people. Uh, there's 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 some some fun here. There is some fun here, but first, can we just talk about how? There is so much mouth breathing <laughs> among Skeletor's crew. Like, the, like the episode starts and you just hear Beastman like he is in desperate need of a CPAP. Like, he needs to go to an ENT or it's like, like, bless his heart. Like, he's just got like some really bad sinus problems, and so does everyone, Merman included. Everybody's he's, he's, he's just afraid of that surgery where you have to re-break your nose and like <laughs> fix it so that it like it's bigger. They would definitely do that to him. But it's like take a Zyrtec or something. I don't know. He's got a problem. I mean, it's it's the it's the smoldering uh, stuff on Snake Mountain. Oh it yeah, just causes him to. It already got uh, Evil Lynn with all the respiratory issues. That's true. <laughs> it's true. They've got some. My head is a skull. I'm immune. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why he's fine. So, I mean, can we can we start or any anything more we want to say generally? <laughs> Toys. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy Panther. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, when he opened, yeah, so when the episode opens, Skeletor is reclining in his bone throne next to Panther, showing out for Beast Man again. I do like the term bone throne. <laughs> that's, that's good. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I love how the premise of how all his adventures start is Skeletor found some magical object that's going to turn his whole life around. Then he has to brag to beast man and call him a moron. Beast man has to set up some technical stuff to make sure he can use it. And then they go out and do it. Yep. That's the plan. Every time. 
<laughs> I, do, I, I do like the little scorpion thing that calls the other people. Yeah, that was awesome. It was yeah. like a little little spider it's, statuette or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like the bat signal, but for bad people. <laughs> <laughs> the roll call of... A, he, he said he wanted to uh, summon warriors from across the universe. And he had like a whole roll call of all his little henchmen. Yeah, that was pretty great. Oh, so is it, are we getting into the... Yeah, yeah, I want to go down the roll call and, and, and discuss each of these briefly. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. so Merman, master of fish, lakes, and streams. I do like how he's wrestling like a, a eel, <laughs> eel swordfish combination there. <laughs> yeah. And then he just lets him go. But yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're just showing his powers. Well, I, I think his title is so funny, like fish, lakes, and streams. It just sounds like a like a like a game hunting magazine or something. It sounds yeah, like was, fine and innocent. Like he's like the game warden. Or like <laughs> he's like, he, you know, he's got like a civil service job and Skeletor just summons him occasionally. Cause he's like, well, these hunting tags don't exactly pay me all year round or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so did, did you, do you think he takes over crustaceans like lobsters? And no, stuff like it that? says no. specifically uh, fish. I don't think he has any control over anything else. That's good. That's good. Because I don't know if I could deal with shrimp being evil. He also... it's <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I commend you shrimp. And they're just like, they're just flopping around. Here we go. And he, he has no power outside of lakes. So oceans, tributaries, inlets, off limits to merman. Right. Well, that's convenient. They don't have any of that in Eternia anyway. Evil Lynn is busy uh, flourishing her cape on top of some craggy junk planet or wherever she hangs out when she's not with Skeletor. Yeah, and since she didn't have any lines, she was okay with being summoned. She was just kind of like hanging out. I like that they gave her a cape to play with. I think that's a good look for her. It was a good look. I mean, she looked like she was in the middle of filming like a music video, you know, like (laughs) how Hart looked in the 80s, which was amazing, by the way. And I just feel like that's like that's what she was in the middle of. Yeah, I was getting a real like um, share vibe from her, like the one where she turns into the crows or something like that. I was thinking of I, I feel I think it's in the music video for Alone. Is it that one by heart? No, 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 no. That's what about love? Where they're in like the mill with like molten steel. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> okay. This is very important. That's what Evelyn was doing though. Triclops can see around objects. And see through objects, right? Oh, he can see. Yeah, it's a little with vague. his gamma vision. And he looks like he man with just some extra equipment on and some garish red dyed hair. Um, yes, he does look like he man with some equipment and dyed hair because they grapple with one another later in the episode, mm-hmm. and like they look identical. Mm-hmm. They both have the same fur underpants and like hot dog legs and like red <laughs> boots, except Triclops has like a big like helmet with the three eyes the yeah they look exactly the same was that laziness or intentionality i'm sure it's the same animator so he's like i'm only drawing that one (laughs) he's like you get the rest of the body the same (laughs) trap jaw has a lot going on he's the wizard of weapons and his jaw is made of steel vicious steel and uh, so Skeletor calls him the Wizard of Weapons, which is kind of a confusing metaphor when you actually have real wizards in Eternia. And <laughs> yeah, I think that was just being colorful because he does not really have much in the way of magic, 
And we really see um, the the limitations of <laughs> mechanical powers here, because unlike Hordak, who can magically transform his arm from like cannon to like screwdriver to like hedge clippers or whatever, um, fork. Fork. <laughs> Trapjaw has to like unscrew one arm and then put the other attachment on. And it's like having like a really cheap drill that you like bought. It's like battery powered, <laughs> and you're like, this isn't even working. And he struggles with it, so. Wizard is being colorful. Did did I make this up? Does he have to carry a box around with him that has all his equipment in it? Well, he can know. switch things out. Where does he keep it otherwise? I guess in the sea dude. Satchel, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the sea dude. Maybe the sea dude has a sat, maybe uh, so. side, side pack or something. Well, I felt cheated that Skeletor didn't introduce Panthor to us. We were supposed to just assume he's been there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. he's just there. And then, well, when they go back to the thing, and he just roars, and you're like, hey, there he is. <laughs> yeah. And and we know from the toy that uh, Panther's fur is made of felt, which was really fun when you were a kid. He had, had the nice fabric you could... You could... Sh- short and soft, yes. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. <laughs> And they all, when they get summoned in, they conveniently get summoned into their boardroom meeting chairs at his craggy stone table. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And, you know, just we don't need to get ahead of ourselves just yet, but I think there's a big contrast between the positive overall evil energy of this boardroom versus the negativity in Palace Eternia where everyone's just a naysayer (laughs) over there and they're all being mean to Orko and they're all being mean about magic and they're all being mean about Prince Adam. Like, there's a lot of negativity there. Not so much on Snake Mountain. They're just there to do their business. Well, we discussed how Skeletor is really the protagonist because he's the one... uh, trying to work to to gain something now that is true that is true okay now um indulge me for one moment something that stuck out i'm trying to think oh no it's later in this episode but it bears sort of on the she-ra episodes at some point sorceress tells he-man you have fulfilled your destiny once more. Like, everything goes off without a hitch, and then everything goes well, and all the problems are solved. And she's like, congrats, you've fulfilled your destiny once more. So, like, there's no drama. I want a trophy. But, I mean, like, there's no drama there. If it's your destiny to always be awesome, then what is there to root for? It's like, well, there's He-Man. It's like the wind. Well, there's the wind. Okay, we don't have to worry about it. That's just kind of sad. Skeletor, though, he's always trying. He's the he's the protagonist. He's our secret guy. We're we're all behind. He man has the Superman problem. He can kind of do everything he wants to do, and there's not really any villains that are stronger than him. And so you have to fabricate moral dilemmas for Superman, and you have to see that his power comes from making the right decisions and always knowing what the right thing to do is. He-Man's not too worried about that. The right decision is to punch the thing. (laughs) Yes, Scott, you were talking about uh, He-Man's punching, his punching animation um, before we were recording, how He-Man winds up punching a lot of things. Yeah, and it's it's just like is is there ever an experience in any episode? I would like to I would like to see an episode where he punches something and it doesn't fly in the other direction or doesn't open. Like I mean, he's punched a tank, <laughs> so I mean, there's, there's got to be very little things that he's not able to punch and open. I think I don't, but I I don't think we'll see it because I think it's like Hulk Hogan's leg drop. After you get the leg drop, you are not getting up. <laughs> The only thing he can't punch is his own emotions. <laughs> Think about that. 
Let's visit Orko doing cruddy magic tricks again. He's trying to drop some eggs into some cups, and Man-at-Arms is not happy about it. He is just disgusted. He is audibly and just plainly disgusted by everything Orko is doing. I just I don't understand. Just walk away. Just, <laughs> if you're afraid he's going to get egg on you, just get away from him. He's not going to he won't get egg on you if you're in a different room. Well, to be to possibly to, to give to give Man at Arms credit when Orko slides that tray out from under the eggs, he knocks down a chandelier and almost kills everybody in the room. <laughs> yes, and the slicing plate that's flying through the air <laughs> that cuts true. a metal chain. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yes, that then, could have been my bowl cut, Orko. And he still gets eggs on him. And then the uh, and and uh, Prince Adam's laughing like a maniac. They keep shooting. <laughs> they keep, they keep <laughs> shooting them from under, and it makes them all look crazy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Prince Adam just thinks it's hilarious. Is that when they get ambushed? Uh, the palace gets the palace goes under siege while they're doing the magic trick. Yes, and I don't understand. Uh, Tila doesn't know who he is or just doesn't describe him. She's like, one of Skeletor's henchmen. And you're like, I think you know who he is. Why didn't you just say it's Trapjaw? Like, I don't know, you can definitely see it's him. But yes, he's attacking him, just blowing up everything. <laughs> we do get to see uh, Tila on a sea doo sky sled. And she gets to go zip it around, and she's really good at flying it. So at least she had that. She may not know He-Man is... Prince Adam, and she may deserve to know that, but at least she got to go zip around on her sea a little bit. Well, it looks like Prince Adam was just a real jerk because Tila's out there risking her life with no snake armor on, and Prince Adam's like, come on, Granger, this is no place for us. And, yeah. the, and the king's like, I wish he would act more princely. Yeah, they, they like are so insulting to uh, Prince Adam. There's just so much simmering resentment in, in Palace Eternia. At least over on Snake Mountain, they get all their feelings out in the open, and it's just general bad feelings that everybody talks about. But, I mean, I, I feel that the king and queen, they're just about to snap, man. <laughs> they are not having it with Adam. And the queen's like, Husband, I believe our young prince is a real piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, why? Uh, uh, do, do we discuss why 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 did Tila take over and not Man of Arms? That's a good question because I feel like Tila is more because castle security. Mm -hmm. I is guess that so. Why? And it wasn't he wasn't like leading an army somewhere else, right? And she just got carried away and started chasing him. I guess. Yeah. Okay. And she's chasing Trap Jaw and doing a good job of it. And then Trap Jaw goes down and even remarks that she's uh, too good a shot. And then we kind of see for the first time what a mess Trapjaw is. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah, he's got, he's, first of all, we get a real close up look at him. And he's got, Scott, and you'll appreciate this, he has a little ring on the top of his helmet that I can't help but think a little zip line goes through or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing that he could just zip around. I don't know why else it's there. It's a little loop that's on the top of his head. It has to be because... The, the toy version of him can zip around or something. No, that's true. And it would, just, it would just be particular to the toy. And they're just like, you got to draw that in. And they're like, why? Why do I have to draw that in? It's on the toy. <laughs> the kids have to know he's all kinds of fun. Whatever you want to do with him, you can do. Yeah. I, I, I really also appreciate that she shoves the sword in his face and he just bites it. <laughs> uh, you're like, just don't put the sword in his face. <laughs> and he won't bite it. 
Uh, and it was hilarious. I just love that the Sea Dews. We were laughing about it. Like, oh, we'll get to see them sometimes. They are out. They're lousy with Sea Dews out there. It's like, <laughs> and uh, Trapjaw's like happy as a clam to be riding it. It's like a sunny day at the lake, and they're all zipping around like jerks out there nonstop. It's hilarious. Yeah, and I also enjoy that he he's having a hard time. He's like these these things don't fit. What is it? The laser bow or <laughs> the whatever? laser tron? The, yeah, they, they they never fit properly. It's like it's your arm. Like you do this <laughs> multiple times a day, probably to switch out. Like just make it fit. Like yeah. I don't know. Why is he? Why is he so out of practice? Because yeah, shouldn't he have a lot of experience with switching out his arm parts? I don't know. Or his arm parts should be made specifically for his arm at this point. Yeah, like, isn't there, like, a garage he can go to, like, wherever he was? <laughs> they get a little tune-up. Well, he, you know what? He would make a better protege for Hordak than Skeletor would, because he needs to know about arm attachments. He's in the wrong area. Mm-hmm. Hordak's dudes could just fix him right up. That's true. He needs to go over there. So Tila tangles with him, and it was nice to hear... Uh, when man, when man at arms is expressing worry to the king and queen about his daughter, they say that Tila is the best warrior in Eternia. Uh, that's that's nice to hear. She must really <laughs> resent He Man getting all the credit for that. I don't know. I don't know. Her feelings on He Man are complicated. I th- I, th- I think she likes He Man. I think she has a crush on him. Yeah. I think so too. She's sweet like just on him. Ju- just the way she sounds sometimes. It's like thank you, He Man. <laughs> you're like you're like you you are a warrior like i i, I don't know i just yeah he man's indifferent all the time yeah well when the palace is under attack i feel like this was a great opportunity to see what orko could do and they didn't really unleash him i mean i feel like he could call some plagues or something great do you, you really feel like he could <laughs> yeah, yeah th- like he could? Th- think <laughs> about you, that you feel like that would backfire <laughs> are you sure <laughs> I, mean, now, I, I want you to tell us right now, what is Orko going to do to solve this problem? That the, okay, the castle's being attacked. Orko, do something. Yeah, we're waiting. We're waiting. Go ahead. What's he going to do? I think he would raise the dead. I think what? he would cause I think he would cause plagues. Like like mud people dead or like... Orko doesn't even know about death. Like if they he had a hermit crab, they wouldn't even tell him when it died. Like <laughs> he's not, he can't handle that. Uh, Necromancy is so beyond him. Yeah, he's like a seven-year-old kid. (laughs) Time to learn. Time to grow up. (laughs) Time to learn it, Orko. He needs to grow a beard before he can start bringing back the dead. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a a beard people power. (laughs) Okay, so Orko's gonna summon an undead horde. Gotcha. That's the rest of the episode, and that's that's it. That would be amazing if he could do that, and then they would he would be less less of a. He'd be, he'd be pretty awesome after that. Actually. Yeah, Man in Arms wouldn't wouldn't be disgusted with him anymore. Well, I think he makes a significant contribution to their effort later in this episode, and I want to talk about that. We'll put a pin in that, but okay. I'm going to remind you of this when we get here. All right. In the middle of the attack, we get a new toy that comes through. It's Zor, the eagle form of the sorceress who lands on the windowsill, and Man at Arms tells us that Zor is talking to him telepathically but we don't actually get that confirmed, so he might just be crazy in saying that. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. The other episodes, like, she talks to He-Man telepathically. Why don't they just, like... Yeah, and we hear it, so it looks like he's just insane. And that's, that's actually the the uh, the sorceress, right? She turns mm-hmm. into the bird, mm-hmm. so it's actually her. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't understand. Why don't they just put her face on top of it or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> I like... I, 
he probably just tells people what Zor is saying all the time. He, uh, she, Zor told me to buy a rad speedboat, so I have to. <laughs> Zor told me to go to Lowe's and make another robot of He-Man. <laughs> Do you think he just made like a like a statue that he can put up somewhere? It's like Zor's here. He's telling me to. Uh, I get the last steak. <laughs> What's that, Zor? I need another honey bun. Don't mind if I do. Yes. And Skeletor is now in the castle and is taking care of all the guards and starts showing everybody his engagement ring and they start disappearing <laughs> willy nilly. Right. Yeah. Sorceress. Uh, men at arms. And the king and queen all get zapped. It's just a banner day for Skeletor. It's actually going pretty well. This plan worked very well. Yeah, and he also has some assorted henchmen. He has some robot knights. Yeah, that was awesome. Which is awesome. And then also, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I am very charmed by the way that they say it the same way that you said it in the 60s. Like if you watch The Twilight Zone, whenever Rod Serling talks about robots, he calls them robots. Oh, do they say robot knights? They, they, he kind of did. If you listen to like, like if He-Man or whoever it was, it's like, look, Skeletor's brought us robot knights. And I just love that. I love robots being called robots. And I don't know when we stopped saying that, but I think we need to bring it back <laughs> and just call all of them like robots. Did you notice that the robots sort of have the... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that sort of have the uh, horde look to they them? They did. That's why they look so cool. I thought I like to think that uh, Skeletor is just pulling on his history and they were thinking about that and it wasn't just laziness. Maybe he had some left over and he just like replicated the... <laughs> Robits? Is that right? <laughs> Robits. Is that right? You have to say it with authority like a scientist. Robits! Yes. Like you created something you shouldn't have. <laughs> exactly. Skeletor's robot knights. So he did attack the palace. So the masters of the universe have to recruit more people on their side too. So we get Stratos, whom we like, but he doesn't have any lines in this episode. And then we get... The biggest dummy I've ever seen in my life, Ram Man. Yes, Ram Man. He's mentioned in conversation, and then I'm like, who's Ram Man? And then later, he just boings into a scene like a jerk. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who Ram Man is, but I do not like him. He is such well, a dummy. He's hitting his head a lot, so he's probably not that. <laughs> his toy looked terrible. Did he, it really? Yeah. He was just this little squat guy. He looked more like a McDonald's toy. And I, I don't know this for a fact, but it looked like he had no points of articulation. He just looked like a little stalactite. Did it, he bounce, though, at least? I don't know. I don't know that he did. Well, why, I, why would we even have him? I like, don't know. I'm trying to even picture how it looked in the episode. And all I can imagine is like a squat cartoon pencil that like your first grade teacher would have had like a picture of <laughs> on the bulletin board. He just like a trapezoid man. Yeah. Squat cartoon pencil. Is it him that can boing, or is it some contraption that he has that can boing? I just saw boinging, and I his le- shut down. His legs down. look like two accordions. Okay. Yeah, so it, they just, yeah. He's hard on top, and then his legs are accordions, so he springs <laughs> up. Hard on top and boingy legs. <laughs> Ram man. It's a good It's a good thing. <laughs> Ram man is the worst. <laughs> Well, he really didn't have a lot of choices in life. He no. could have he could have amused children and been pelted with food or helped the masters of the universe. I guess that's true. You, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. 
so they get zapped into another dimension and then somehow through like the picture phone at Castle Grayskull, they're able to talk to Sorceress? Oh yeah, He-Man figures out that he needs to communicate with Sorceress to figure out where these people are going and how to get them back. And so he thinks he can contact the Sorceress through Castle Grayskull. He goes to Castle Grayskull, says open sesame to the door, goes in, and then he goes to the mirror he's supposed to go to to contact the Sorceress. But it's like he's flexing in the mirror for a little while before he turns yeah, it on. Yeah, he was saying Sorceress, but I, I, I thought he was pretty enamored with his own reflection. It's like Sorceress. <laughs> sorceress. <laughs> My delts are looking pretty hot. <laughs> you worked out earlier today. I look pretty good. And then she tells him that he, his, the only way to stop the uh, interdimensional traveling is to crush the diamond ray of disappearance. Which is kind of his dream come true. She's pretty much asking him to beat his one rep max to save the day. He has to make sure that he can, he can lift better than he's lifted ever in his life. Do his best workout he's ever done. Yeah, and that has all the inherent dangers also of potentially being zapped himself that still happens yeah if he if he, if he spends too long trying to trying to get his lift done then he is going to disappear into that same timeless zone that everybody else got transported to skeletor will try to take castle grayskull what do you say we arrange a little welcoming party while he's hanging out there talking to the sorceress now Castle Grayskull is getting ambushed by Skeletor's men, and He-Man gets to do his second favorite thing in the world, which is hide behind doors and tell them a one-liner when they crash it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what he says, but as soon as the drawbridge comes down, he's like, looking for me? Yeah, I don't remember either. But he just starts dispatching people left and right, and... I wanted to see it so bad, and it happened. Merman got the mud bath treatment. He did get to hurl somebody into a mud Let's bath. Let's see if you can swim in mud. Like, well, he probably can, He-Man. It's probably he's, not a big deal. Yeah, he's well adapted to many moist environments. All right? <laughs> I, I also feel like he, Merman was attacking him with a sword. I feel like Merman ha- should have something better than that. Than, you know, something more uh, sea-related, like a trident or something. Oh like yeah! That. Oh, he needs a trident. Great. Yeah, he should be he should be wielding something better than just a sword. Yeah. Or slapping he man with a mackerel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. <laughs> 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 And even later, I'm sure we get to see Clawful. He's got he's got little lobster claws. Merman needs to do better for sure. A grappling harpoon, a harpoon. That's a what harpoon, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe when he got summoned, Wait, maybe he's afraid of harpoons. <laughs> he'd be really good with one, but he's just like, I can't. Well, he yeah, he's the he's the game warden on his planet. That's probably not allowed. Yeah, that was probably his. Huh? That, that's probably his. Um, weapon of office is is his sword he's just a nice guy and he owes skeletor some favors for some loans or something yeah that sounds right he's not really a warrior he's reluctant he's a reluctant warrior of the sea i thought i, I mean was of just, the lakes I, of the rivers of the lakes he looked like he was he was he's hanging out in the lakes that's what he's master okay. of if you hear a little scratching that's the cat thinking she, she knows what's outside but she can't go outside no she can't I thought I was going to turn off the episode when Ram Man started boinging into <laughs> into the little robot knights. Did, did you did you catch it? And the, on the uh, oh, the closed captioning, it said boinging. Yeah, it did say that. 
You're like, and we know it's boinging. We can hear it. My favorite part of the episode was when Orko saved the day completely. Oh, but hang on. First, Orko could not even bear to look at what was happening. He kept covering his eyes during the action. I don't remember that. I don't remember that happening. I wrote down, Orko covers his eyes. I don't think that happened. I didn't make that up. Yeah, when, when, when Tila came in, yeah. He did. As I remember, Orko held off the sword and got muscles <laughs> and then beat up all the people that had just knocked He-Man out and then he mm-hmm. saved the day. That's what happened. And then he was declared the new king of Eternia. <laughs> I think so. And he would be your best friend and come to your birthday party. How did he how did he save the day? He just spun around what's his name? Triclops' yeah, head. Yeah, he spun around Triclops' head. And then Triclops is like, Well, I'm dizzy now. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a good Orko move. Yeah, and, but that is where Rebecca, you were saying that Triclops looked just like He Man. Yeah, that was when they were kind of like grappling with each other, and it was the same exact body. Even the hair is the same. It's and, just that horrible red color. Yeah, and that, and then the boots and the fur underpants—they were all exactly the same. After dispatching all the henchmen, He Man goes chasing after Skeletor to resolve the problem, and. Skeletor tries to use the diamond on him, but fumbles it and it starts falling into some crevasses. And then He-Man gets on his hands and knees and starts crawling around for it. And it's hilarious because we know it's a diamond, so it looks like He-Man's just really petty and shallow. And He-Man's <laughs> like, it's a diamond for God's sake. I've got to get it. <laughs> I just I found it funny that it's... His like grunting noises when he was like trying to move the earth apart, and they're they're all just like standing there staring at him. Yeah, like, nobody goes after him like this is just a spectacle. What is he doing? Yeah. And then also, you know, if you if if the diamond is wedged between two massive like rock formations, when he pushes it apart, the diamond's just gonna fold down yeah, more. I know. That is physics, he man. Okay, that's just all over the place. I need an engagement ring for my girlfriend, father. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also love at this part where they had like zero faith that children could follow what was happening. And so sorcerers had to pop in again to, to remind us all like, you must crush the diamond demon. And we're like, we know, like you told us this like four minutes ago. Like, I think even kids would have, would have remembered that. And this was a real test of He-Man's strength for the first time. This is the one rep max moment. It's his dream come true. And he's trying to get it. And you just want to tell him, you got it, bro. You got it, bro. I'm barely touching it. It's all you. It's all you. You can do it. Mm -hmm. And then he disappears for a little while, but then he hears Orko and other people pleading for him to come back. And that's all he needed to, to give it that little push. And then the diamond disappears. Then the, he does crush the diamond and all the people come back. Yeah, and then that's when Sorceress tells him that he's fulfilled his destiny once again. So It wrapped up real quick there. And I felt like the writers knew the episode was kind of a mess. Because just to let you know it was over, there's like, I don't know, Man-at-Arms winks at us. So we know that it was job <laughs> well done. Man-at-Arms just turns around and winks at the camera. <laughs> just breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. yeah. That's... I guess I was writing something down. I totally missed that. It was a mess. Yeah. Well, I, I, are you gonna go through the last part? Oh yeah. Yeah. Where he, where uh, they're they're talking about how he's late again or gonna be late. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Prince Adam getting razzed again by everybody in the castle. Like he'll be on time, and then and then they they actually had guards looking out for him to make sure that he was on time. <laughs> And then Tila informs everybody that he found 
What was it? It's a Zoom, Zoom chariot. chariot. Zoom chariot. There you go. The king <laughs> has his own sea do. Yeah. And it's, this is a sea do riddled land. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a Zoom chariot, and but he broke the directional, whatever. He crashed the king's car. Yeah. He crashed his dad's car. <laughs> yeah. And then he ran it through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> And and then Orko makes some little joke to relieve the tension, and then the king laughs like a maniac. <laughs> he did. He laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, everyone in this castle is just filled with resentment, and that is what's happening. He's starting to crack. There's like laughing gas in the castle or something. Probably. See what I mean? Adam, you've destroyed the wall and the Zoom chariot. Well, but at least he destroyed them on time. <laughs> Let's talk about this moral. Okay. First of all, um, he's delivering the moral on a sea-do again, which gives you a lot of authority when you're giving the moral. Once again, I, my brain didn't register that detail. <laughs> and what? I'm really... He on a sea-do? Really? Yeah. Who, He-Man? Yeah. He hops on it at the end. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But it was there. I noticed it... I trusted him because he was standing next to it. Right. Oh, okay. the, it, it, it's a good moral, you mm-hmm. know, like saying like you can't do things the quick way. You got to do things the right way because like that's how you're going to get things done. And apparently Skeletor was trying to do things the quick way. But all in all, he gave no details and he sounded like someone who had been burned by like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, he. Had, I, feel, <laughs> I felt a little heat behind what he was saying. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> when someone says that you can get rich quick and then you'll make money by having people work under you, don't listen. <laughs> there is no condo. <laughs> yeah. Or there is a condo, but you're not getting it. You're not getting that pink Cadillac. I was this close to my Mary Kay car. (laughs) They told me if I sold three wrapping paper subscriptions that I was going to get that C-Doo, but you know what? It never happened, and I never got the see-through telephone. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) You got these Ram Man boingy shoes, though. (laughs) (laughs) And I got a teddy bear with Tootsie Roll curlers in its hair. (laughs) What? Is that a prize that you got or yeah. knew of? Yeah. A teddy bear with curlers in it. Did First of all, it had hair. <laughs> One question at a time. <laughs> First question, yes, that was in the prize catalog when we sold wrapping paper at school. Okay. Two, I did not choose it, although it looked pretty good to me at the time. I chose the see-through telephone. I think because... Wow, the see-through telephone? That's like That was like a beyond... What I the, was pretty proud of that one. Okay. I, I got mom to take her uh, si- sign-up form to, to where she worked and, mm-hmm. and harassed all her friends into <laughs> signing up for okay, stuff for me. Right. So I, I had a telephone forever. It was pretty good. It was great. Did okay. it light up? Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. That's pretty cool. Okay, this teddy bear that had curlers, but did it have hair? Mm-mm. So it had curlers yeah. that were Tootsie Rolls, no, and no, it's no, no, not no. hair. It had little loops that were the curlers, and you could slide Tootsie Rolls into them. It, oh. I think it came with some starter Tootsie Rolls. Wait, wait, <laughs> no. So there were loops attached to its head because mm-hmm. it does not have hair. Correct. And there, It looked like hair when the Tootsie Rolls were in. <laughs> didn't no it didn't i need to look this up on the internet somebody's got to find a picture of this for me because i'm just upset let's look at this uh teddy bear tootsie roll that's crazy (laughs) 
the Google search teddy bear with Tootsie Roll curlers is not, not a good one. I have to admit, I'm not finding it either. <laughs> what if it, it are you sure the Tootsie Rolls were intended for intended for the plane? Yeah, I'm pretty what sure. What are you doing? I'm going to look a little more. Tootsie Roll curlers in here. Prize catalog bear. I don't know. Okay. Eighties toys. But it's like a school. Shh. Nobody got it. That's why. That's why it doesn't exist. I assure you, it was there, but not as good as the telephone. Okay. Scott, did you do fundraisers? Did you do the school fundraiser? Did you get any cool prizes? I do remember doing school fundraisers. I do remember getting prizes, but I have no idea what they were. Because I was never, I was never into the 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 upper echelon of. <laughs> of I'm saying, it sounds like homes. somebody didn't uh, didn't sell as many things as I did. Yeah, so. exactly. Not as many no. rap, not as many satisfied customers in your neighborhood. I'm trying to think of what what was the. I did okay. I didn't do any, I didn't do bad. Rebecca Scott did terrible. How'd you do? Okay, I was poor, so you know we weren't going to be doing that. I, like, participated on one gift-selling thing one time and, like, got enough to get, like, an inflatable blue crayon, like, balloon. It was pretty good. Okay, that's that's acceptable. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. But, that like, I only did that one time. I We did not participate in fundraisers. I'll tell you, it's a miracle I got it because I was very confused about all the forms. And sometimes I go to people's houses and I give them the prize catalog instead of the subscription. And the nice ladies at the door would be like, honey, just let me see everything. We'll figure it out. I think that was a game. That was a game for you, wasn't it? It was just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'd... I'd, I'd um, let me tell you, if you were living in my neighborhood and you heard the clack of rollerblades coming up your brick steps, you were about to get the best pitch you've ever heard in your life for these wrap, this wrapping paper that you can get more affordably somewhere else. It was like $10 a roll or something. Like <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not seeing it. And so now my search history looks even more crazy, as if it already didn't, because I keep having this conversation via text with my sister about whether there was ever a promotional margarine tub featuring the cartoon character Foofer, who was so <laughs> minor that nobody knows who Foofer is. What is that? It was some lame dog that was like a blue dog, and I can't even tell you about it. It was Did so boring. I can't no, his it was called Foofer, and I swear to you, there was like you know how they used to do like jelly jars, and they would like print like it'd be like Tom and Jerry or some cartoon characters because like the idea is the kid is seeing it in the store, and like Bobby with a Tom and Jerry jelly, and so she would get that win. They did that with butter, and they put Foofer on it, and I think it was Parquet Margarine, and I am making this up, and my search history looks like a crazy person because it's just like you know like. You know, 80s margarine tub, foofer. Like, it's all over my phone, and I just don't even know what I think anymore. I'm hearing so many Do, words that I, I, I don't I, recognize. I need, I, need see, I need to see a picture of foofer. Okay. No, I, you know what? I need to see the margarine tub. <laughs> this episode was such a mess that this doesn't seem entirely <laughs> off topic to me. I feel like there could be a storyline where Skeletor's trying to buy stuff from Prince Adam. <laughs> Is it evil? Does it make people vanish? <laughs> Maybe that's where all his stuff comes from. <laughs> Some kids like selling little him wrapping kids, paper. Little kids coming <laughs> up to the Snake Mountain and they got like the catalog. <laughs> Maybe Maybe Skeletor is selling stuff and that's his prize catalog. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets the, 
The Diamond of Disappearance. This amulet has the blood of pharaohs in it. See, I think like, the kid said so. Which one's Fufer? He's the blue one. He's the dumb blue dog. Okay. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't remember it being a thing. He's anyway. The, he's a real ram man if I ever yeah. seen one. He is. Oh, there you go. Anyway. Let's rate this boondoggle of an episode. <laughs> well, I liked the the toys. I'm going to say four. Four. four boings out of five. Four boings out of five. That's very flattering. <laughs> well, because really? you got to see everybody. Because you got to meet everybody. No, 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 no. I need a better. I need and a better defense. Stratos was in there. Stratos was in there. And okay, well, no, it's still. I'm gonna you, give you him. You can go with four. It's fine. I'm gonna go with four. four Will boings. quit make me doubt myself. Well, the there was not much to be said about the story. It was confusing. But I did derive enjoyment from the episode, but I think it was all for spectacle. Um, I did, I've been begging to see these henchmen. I really like seeing Panthor. And for those reasons, I'll give it a passing score. I'm going to say 3.1. Okay. Harsh. I would, I, I would say, I would say a Ram Man to five. <laughs> I would give it a two. <laughs> and that's only because all the guys were in there. And, you know, you get introduced to uh, multiple toys that I can buy (laughs) probably the next day. True. Yeah. So I'm already begging my parents after I see this episode to get Merman. And a real He-Man Sea-Doo. Exactly. I want Merman for the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) True. That, that should be in his thing. Oh, and... Rivers and bathtubs. And I'm sure you want Trap Jaw so you can put him on a zip line so your spider web oh, chaos true. house can yeah, yeah. grow. And also, remember Robot Knights. Was it, it gra- Grapplor? Yeah, Grapplor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably see yeah, him yeah, later. Yeah. Or, or, he was, he, or the he web was my, guy. He was my... He was my Webster. Webster, I think. Is had the gra- grappling hook. The purple guy? Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see later. I just call him Grappler. I was just saying. <laughs> okay, his name's Grappler. Scott says he, he and Fu- he great, and Fufra were colored. great contributions to Skeletor's army. <laughs> he's, he's, he's great colored, and he uses a grappling hook. Fufa, get out there and prove your metal. <laughs> I will put your face on every margarine tub in Eternia. All those tootsie rolls upon your head are clouding your brains. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever. 4.5. No, I'm just kidding. Four out of five because also the simmering resentments that everyone has. And I just, I like, I like that. And it's, it's a good look. Did you just go up to 4.5 while we weren't paying attention? <laughs> I thought about it and then I decided not to. <laughs> okay. Please don't. Okay. Rebecca's favorite episode. And now a few production notes. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. And of course, you can download us on iTunes, where you can also leave us a review. Reviews help people find the podcast so it can grow. Please sign up for the newsletter through our Facebook page or website, and we can let you know when new episodes are out. Finally, if you have a question or comment for the show, please email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Thanks. We appreciate your support. That's it for today's show. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember to never trust Skeletor's pyramid schemes. (laughs) (laughs) But I want that Tootsie Roll bear.